Hey, hey everyone. everybody, welcome back. <laughs> welcome to a new episode of OK Ringo, everyone. We're recording remotely because uh, we've both been pretty busy, but uh, I'm your co-host, Harrison Garcia. I'm the other co-host, Edward Bell. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, it's nice to be like, you know, out doing stuff again in the world, and then that's why we're doing this uh, remotely like it was a year and a half ago. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's, but this time it's because we're... We're busy doing fun stuff. So I know, man. Like actually, nothing. yeah, actually being out in the world for a change. Um, so you, uh, you did some shows out of state, right? First one since, yeah, since the big, uh, the big candy. Since, since the big thing. Can we actually, we as a society should come up with a better name than like the before times <laughs> in the pandemic. I like, what did you say? The big Andy? The big handy? I said the big pandy. But, yeah. I, like, I like the big handy more, actually. <laughs> big handy, yeah. Yeah, because we were getting Fox. We were, dude. We were getting fucked. Yeah, the, 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 big, the big fist job, as it were. The big old fist, yes. <laughs> I don't think that one's going to catch you on. No, no, we'll, we'll keep workshopping it. You know, we'll keep working on it. Um, but yeah, man, so where, where were you at? I went to Omaha to do uh, the Omaha Comedy Festival that I got into uh, what feels like 15 years ago now. <laughs> yeah, you uh, got into it pre, pre-pandy, right? Yeah, pre-pandy, pre-handy, pre-fists. I did get into it, and they hit me up, and they're like, hey, do you still want to do it? And my dad lives there, so I was like, yep, I have a free place to stay, so I'll go and do it. Hell yeah. It was really cool. I I did a set Friday night and a set Saturday night. My family went to both. They were like 10-minute sets. It's like festival sets or whatever, and I I did two different 10-minute sets. That was like the first time I've ever done that, really, and... Uh, my family's mind was blown. They're That's like, awesome. he didn't repeat anything. <laughs> it's like you're like, it's like you're Fisher the Dead. He's like, he did totally <laughs> different sets each night, man. Yep. It was wild. Yeah. So we're, I was, mean, was your dad and everyone was into it? I like this like uh, improv theater, kind of like a uh, rise comedy or whatever in town here. But so the I kind of did the sets backwards of what I should have done because the first night I did like a clean 10 minutes and it was just my dad and my stepmom there. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, my stepmom brought like her entire family and they're super oh, religious. No. And I just did like, not that I'm ever that gross, but I did like the grosser stuff and they were, they tried to be cool with it, but they were, you, I mean, you, they did, were, you like, did like that. You did like the place your hand on the person's head at the airport bit. That was the second night. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was all the, 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 the PG 17 or whatever stuff yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, the, the hard PG 13 stuff you got. <laughs> right. There's nothing's too bad. I don't even really swear, but right. yeah, it was, they were pretty mortified by it. I think they're also mortified by other people in the lineup, but who else was, was on these funny. shows? Um, so it was just uh, a lot of Omaha people mostly. Um, there were, there were some people from out of town doing like, workshops and stuff like the headliners were dry uh what's it called dry bar guys oh yeah for sure that's cool yeah was so it, it was supposed yeah, that to kind be of clean team. i mean i wouldn't ask that if you hadn't said dry bar but that's usually all no. clean stuff, right yeah they do all clean dry bar but it wasn't necessarily supposed to be clean it's just that's a credit now so those are the kind of people yeah. 
That's that cool. Headline small festivals. Yeah, it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, it was super cool. I mean, the Omaha fucking they showed up, dude, and they loved it. it sure. Was, so what's was what's cool. the what's the COVID deal right there? I mean, are we are you doing masks? Was it like vaccination required? Because we're seeing a lot of that out here, certainly. So for all the performers, they made us show our vax cards. Whoa. Um, but as far as the audience, I don't I didn't really see them really policing it but i'm getting the impression that they're like like clubs and festivals and stuff are having performers show their vax cards just so they know that they don't have to fuck with different mics yep totally makes it way easier because <laughs> that was a pain in the ass last summer man i mean i understand why we had to do it and it's a good thing we were able to do it but when we had to switch mics in between each performer that was really a bummer oh yeah it just kills all the momentum but yeah. i don't think yeah i don't think any of the audience they were checking at all they did have the signs up being like hey if you're unvaccinated wear a mask or whatever and nope. they do an announcement about that but yeah you know it's, it's like here not no one's enforcing it yet yeah yeah not really i will say i did um comedy works downtown last week uh which is which is reopened and it's cool that the new talent night is back and it was you know it was back to you know new talent night. you know audience was cool not super full, you know, it's probably two thirds full, which, you know, for new talent is pretty, pretty standard, I think, for like a normal yeah. one. Um, and they were checking everyone, both performers and audience, I believe, uh, everyone's Vax cards, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They put out a notice about that on their website. Yeah. I saw that. That is, it seems like a lot more work, but I mean, it makes sense. It seems like it that crowd sense. would, would, would want that in that basement, you know? It, it, it's probably so just feels small safer. man like people are yeah. so right on top of each other you know it's like pretty wild i mean you're breathing each other's face you know that's <laughs> the beauty of that basement you know yeah i mean that's why it's such a great club that's why it's a nightmare for covid and yeah i'm glad it's reopened and it makes sense why it took so long to you know do that right yeah on the other end of the i guess on the same end of the vaccine spectrum on, as comedy works i did du on wednesday Oh, I did wow. freshman orientation for 150 18 year olds. Oh wow! And what was, what was that? they all wore masks the entire time. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, college just gigs see. are pretty infamously rough, no matter what. So with all the kids with masks on, what was that like? Um, it was actually fine, but honestly, most nervous I've been in so long because <laughs> they're all they were all 18. If it had been just a general college gig, I would have probably felt better, but it was freshman orientation. So I was like, you know, you guys ever been drinking? And they're like, fuck, no, we have not. <laughs> they're like, even if we have, we're not going to admit that to you out here. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was fine. Honestly, they it acted kind of like a studio audience in a way where if you said something like, you know, sort of offensive or whatever, they'd give you the the TV groan, the oh, <laughs> and then there'd be like an equal pop like laugh later like it, it felt like someone was like telling them when to laugh it was they were good it was a good audience yeah, i don't think it, cool. i think it was better than most college gigs yeah better than your standard college gig that that makes sense yeah because it, sure. it was in a nice auditorium like a 300 person auditorium they're like half full i've heard some college gigs it's like you're just in the lunchroom on a table yelling at people as they're getting chicken fingers or whatever <laughs> yeah i can see what being in the theater is nice i also it's you know talking to uh kids who are just happy to be out of their parents house i'm sure they're just like well we're not going wouldn't be able to do this last year yeah the thing that was weird to me though is i saw so many people in pink floyd t-shirts and i was yeah. like you really that's still happening you I guys are still, still like yeah sure i 
I didn't talk to him, but I wanted to ask so bad if if they like, actually like you're saying more than like one, this. more than one. Yes. Yeah, more than one. Multiple Pink huh. Floyd shirts. 18 year old. It's like, do you really listen to Pink Floyd or is that just a fashion brand now? Yeah, I got to say, usually this is a reversed thing that we do, but that's the oldest thing you've ever said. Ed. <laughs> a fashion brand? I don't, I don't know if they know the band. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, you're, you're digging, you're digging even further into this angle, man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, let them, let them rock a Pink Floyd shirt. You, are, were you going to go no, up was... to them and be like, name your favorite album, all right? Let's debate whether the no. one Dark Side of the Moon's better. Were you that guy? No, I don't care about any of that at all. Yeah, because they would say Division Bell, and I'd be like, all right, let's, yeah. there you go. You don't one-up oh. me. Yeah, uh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Although I don't think that's ever going to go away, man. I think that there's – that is evergreen music for a certain type of kid in middle school and high school. Uh, totally. Yeah. Cause I mean, you still see Led Zeppelin shirts and, you know, certainly queen and like a lot of other bands like that, you know, I guess here's the thing is I was thinking about this the other day watching uh, Adam driver in this weird uh, movie musical. He looks like Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. And I think he should be in the biopic. Oh yeah. I mean, just put him in there anyway. He's a great actor. Yeah, I mean he's a great actor. But he does look kind of just like the dude. Um, I don't know who they get, who they get to play David Gilmore, but uh, maybe like Andrew Garfield or someone. I don't know. Hell yeah, let's. Uh, oh, never let's mind. I thought Andrew Garfield was in uh, in Star Wars also, but no, he was Spider Man. I retract my statement. Uh, it's all the same. <laughs> someone, someone, yeah. on the, someone who's listening to this is gonna blame us for that, but I don't really care um it's a lot of i don't know man superhero movies at a certain point all kind of feel the same now yeah i mean darth vader iron man what's the difference really yeah dude at a certain point i mean if we're you know if we're shitting on kids for wearing pink floyd shirts um i can i can i was not shitting on i was together. genuinely curious <laughs> but i didn't know how to say it without being a dick being like you actually yeah. listen to that band but yeah. no i was just wondering no it is interesting i mean that is uh, yeah i would love to find out what the deal is there for sure uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, so then you did uh, the Springs over the weekend, right? I did. That was an outdoor gig. It was uh, Spirits Fest, which I'm I still don't really know what a spirit is, but it, you know, like wine and spirits. I think yeah, spirits I think, just liquor. I think it's I think it's an old timey word for liquor. Yeah, I think that's the deal. I don't really know yeah, why so, though. So they called it a Spirits Fest, but anytime I say anything like that, people are like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> wine and spirits and they're like i still don't really know what you're talking about and i'm like neither do i yeah <laughs> hell yeah uh, but they had like that... three different distilleries there it was it was a really cool. uh cool it was like it was at this uh bicycle themed like resort what? which is the most colorado place that could ever exist so the whole but, theme uh, of the place was bicycles and i assume you could also rent bikes and such all that good stuff Yep, exactly. Then you'd go, like, they give us a tour of the rooms and stuff, and in every room, there was, like, bicycle parts, like, incorporated into it, so, like, there'd be, like, a sink that has, like, part of a bike hooked up to it, water comes out, there'll be, like, um, some sort of, like, laundry rack that's made out of bike parts. It was really fancy. It was, it was all, pretty cool. All, all of the door handles are just bike, like, brakes that you have to pull on to open the door? Yeah, it was, like, stuff, like, each room was different, and, like, personally designed by some guy but some guy yeah, who was loves really cool. bikes yeah yeah but i did that with uh steven briggs 
from LA and yep. he fucking tore up that crowd, man. They loved it. Holy shit. He's a shit. murderer, man. He's a great comic. And they're all liquor drunk by the time he got up there and holy oh, yeah. fuck, man. Yeah, I'm sure he smashed. That's awesome. Yeah, man, that's that's the interesting thing about doing comedy to thing like that is like I'm sure they were like drunk even for your set. They definitely were, but they got more drunk because it was liquor. <laughs> sure. How like much I, time did you I get? tried? Uh, I did 15, and then he did um, 45. Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool though. Everyone was really drunk and having fun. I got to try moonshine. Whoa. I never tried moonshine before. I tried the girliest moonshine ever. It was, uh, I think one one flavor was peach cobbler. And the other was Ooh. strawberry lemonade. Pretty tasty, though. I mean, by definition, doesn't moonshine have to be made in, like, a dude's bathtub? So they were dispensing it out of mason jars. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I think you got COVID, dude. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) No way, dude. If anything kills COVID, it's moonshine. Yeah, that's actually probably true. The liquor liquor would kill pretty much everything. Yeah, actually, why has that not been floated more as the cure for COVID? Right. More, uh, more alcohol. Yeah, more moonshine. I mean, because it's what one million proof. It's, yeah, it's like it's, like, like it's like basically paint varnish, right? Yeah, I had two drinks and I was like, oh, I have to stop, otherwise I live here now. <laughs> yeah, man, I get that. I get that. Yeah, it was... I, I I ended up going uh, to a beer fest last weekend. Uh, our, our our mutual friend, great comic Steve Vanderplug, hit me up like a couple hours before, like, hey, I have an extra ticket. And I'm going with the Chain Reaction crew. And it was like somewhere in between like Highlands Ranch and Colorado Springs. Like it was in the middle of a field, like basically this like, you know, horse and like animal rescue or whatever. And it was just tents and it was all small breweries only pouring out of cans. And they they told us, yeah, they told us that the guy that puts the festival on is like one of the guys that sells all of the cans to the breweries. So he just does this as like a, as like a marketing event for his canning company, more or less. And he then just he's after- walking around and bringing up the cans. Well, yeah, dude, kinda, like kinda. <laughs> and then the after party was at this dude's house, which is where like the heavy stuff came out. And yeah, I had, uh, I got, I got uh, very drunk uh, for sure. But Steve and I were talking about how like it would be cool because they had a band at the festival, you know, just like a jam band, whatever. And uh, they. Uh, like we were saying, it would be cool to like do a festival like that, but I don't think it would ever work because if people are drinking in the sun all day, there's no way they're going to be a good comedy crowd. Oh, no, it sounds awful. Absolutely awful. I mean, I guess the, I think the liquor festival I did only worked because they had only been drinking liquor for like an hour and a half before we started. That makes a lot of sense because like for us, I mean, we got there, at, you know, whatever, at two or three and they went until you know, the sun was down, basically. So, like, there's no way you could have had people sit still because we were just, you know, knocked out from the sun and the high-strength beer coming out of cans. It was crazy. Yeah, plus, I mean, before COVID, all outside comedy was considered combat comedy. (laughs) It still kind of is, man, let's be honest. It definitely still is, but I don't know, something about it seemed easier, maybe because we did it so much for a year. We didn't even do it that much, but we did it for a year. Yeah, I think and, we got uh, used to it. I think crowds got used to it. I think people got used to like letting some of the stuff that used to be deal breakers just like fly, you know? Yeah, totally. But I mean, it's harder. The laughs go 
nowhere. They never hit you. They're no, fucking, oh, you no. just have to look at people's faces. <laughs> yeah, they just go up into the air. It's just... It's yeah. Nowhere. And anytime it's an outdoor thing, for some reason, there's always a child there. Oh, so, dude, I mean, anytime there's a brewery ever. I mean, we do so many brewery shows where people have kids or dogs, and I'm like, neither of these things need to be in here right now. Yeah, I will say the breweries, most of the time, it's a baby. I don't know if that's better or worse, but... I think it's better because, you know, like if it's like a seven or eight year old kid who's going to repeat some of the awful shit we say on stage, that's actually worse. I'd I'd rather have a baby because they're not going to pick anything up. You don't know that. Maybe the baby's first words come. You don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. I mean, that would be wild. If you found out that you were the reason that the baby's first word was a curse word. I mean, that's. That's that's about as successful as you're gonna get in comedy at a certain point. That that is true. Um, I mean, honestly, at teaching someone their first word, now my new goal. Yeah, that's it, man. I think that's all. That's all I want to do anymore. I don't even care about <laughs> laughs on stage. I want to want to teach children awful things to say for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. You did some other shows though between the last time we talked, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, I told you, yeah, I did that Comedy Works one, you know, just did my like four minute piece set. And yeah, it went well. It was good. And then Friday night, I guest hosted for uh, Corey David, uh, who's got a show at Banded Oak Brewing, like on South Broadway. They built this little back room during COVID that they're now using for events. And there were only there. You could literally only fit about 40 people in there. Um, That's perfect. That comedy Dude, it really is cool. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was a good show. Um, Abby Feldman, uh, who's uh, like L.A., New York comic headline. She did kind of some like musical stuff, uh, which is, uh, yeah, definitely fun. And, you know, it's it's. I think at this point it's hard like not to compare anything musical not to Bo Burnham, you know, but it was in that style, I would say. Okay. Uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it was good, man. I mean, it was cool. Yeah. Did she play the keyboard also? She only had all the tracks on her phone. Uh, which oh, I can okay. understand yeah, if you're like, like coming in from out of town, you don't want to bring like a keyboard or a, you know, you, she said, I think she plays like ukulele and stuff like that too. But the tracks were like fully produced on her phone. Gotcha. Yeah. Just a backing track situation. Yeah, totally. And then last night I was supposed to do what you described, right? I was, I had two shows booked, just, you know, some a couple scheduling things happened where I was supposed to do, uh, the Sunday fun day show at Improper City at seven ish. And then I was going to do Evan Johnson's show at Rise Comedy at nine. Uh, and I fully had planned on doing two totally different sets just to challenge myself because both sets, yeah. was, you know, both sets were only supposed to be 10 minutes. And so I had planned out, you know, early in the day, all right, I'm going to do, you know, like, like this stuff and then different stuff at Rise. And I was stoked for it. I was stoked to run two completely different sets because, like you said, I haven't done that certainly uh, since the thing happened, you know. Um, right. So it was it was great. I was all excited. First show was great. You know, Alec Flynn runs an awesome show. Good room. Uh, and then as I was, you know, waiting to leave, uh, I I basically we got a message that uh, the sales arrived were just like not very good, so they basically called it. Uh, which was cool because I ended up having another beer and watching uh, Zach Moss headline, which is uh, one of my favorite things to do. Cause that dude smashes. Yeah, dude, that dude is the best. Yeah, which so which reminds fun. me, for anyone still listening at this point, we are going to release the tickets for the October 30th show, our big Halloween party at Dry Dock, if uh, 
anyone's interested, ticket link for that should be dropping sometime in the next couple of days here. Uh, and Zach Moss yeah. is headlining, and it's going to rule. It's going to be fun. Harrison and I are going to do a couple's costume. <laughs> we do have to figure that <laughs> out, man. I mean, you, you kid, but we should do something like that. I'm thinking two halves of a horse. We come out. It looks like one horse halfway through the set. I bust out. Oh, my God. Is that two guys up it's, there? It's, it's when I do the horsepower joke. You just bust <laughs> yep. out of the, the horse costume. <laughs> oh yep, exactly. People I mean, will be so, so I, confused. They'll be if like, I'm what starting is this? the show, then, then you have to be the ass. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's hilarious because I'll be so know. sweaty. I'll come out. I'll look like I fucking went swimming by the time I come out of that, that thing. <laughs> Your beard and hair is just going to be like a mop, just a wet mop. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, I'm going to look like a fucking one of those, like, uh, one of those birds that get drenched in oil. I'm going to look like one of those. That's what's going to happen. Oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> that got dark. <laughs> All right, well, we'll have to work on that. I don't know. We'll have to battle that one in. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. The, by this time next month, we'll have spent $300 on a horse costume. <laughs> hey, man, what's the point of having our own LLC if we can't use it to buy stupid shit? <laughs> it's true. It's very true. But yeah, in all seriousness, Halloween party, it's going to rule. You didn't get to do Halloween last year. If you're around the area, come out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be dope for sure. Uh, cool, man. So uh, last thing, uh, have you seen Sam Talent's special yet? I did. I was very impressed by it. It was it was super cool. It, it was had the most unique feel to a special. It almost felt like a documentary, in a lot of ways, but like because you really were just following him around. Yeah, I, I loved how they sort of made it narrative, where you know toward the end, you sort of have the world shutting down and his response to it. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and it's crazy how he must have felt when that happened because he didn't realize he was going to be a huge success because of it all. But <laughs> yeah, at the time. Yeah, I mean- you could tell it seemed like the end for him. Yeah, no, I mean, I think so. And then, you know, obviously it all ended up working out. But I love, I think it was very true to how he does comedy on stage. It's just like, I loved, you know, there, there was a bit toward the end where he's like, oh, I'm going to try a new thing we talked about in the van. And then it clips to him talking about it in the van. Um, like, I thought stuff like that was cool where you could sort of see him riffing, you know, in real time and then sort of seeing how, you know, just like a like a bullshit conversation in the van or off stage gets brought on stage. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, and he did that whole runner where he's wearing the box, and then he doesn't ever even actually do the box bit. Loved that. Oh, you didn't. You, you obviously didn't watch it past the credits. Oh, okay, yeah. Then he did. Does you the turn box it off then. after the credits? Because yeah, at the very end, there's a post credit scene. Not to give it away for everybody. Uh, that hasn't seen yeah. it, but yeah, the post credits. I I watched it. I I went to the premiere at Alamo Draft House, which was really cool because I've never seen a comedy special in a movie theater before, and that was a crazy experience. It was awesome. Yeah, that's he did like a Q and A, and there was like yeah, so yeah, so basically there. they showed the movie, you know, at the Alamo Draft House, and it was you know a ton of comments, a lot of people we know, and it was just cool to sit in a room with people and watch the special as if it was a live show, you know, because everyone's laughing along, which is. I, 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 my prediction is I think we're going to see a lot more of that coming down, you know, just popular specials, you know, Bo Burnham, Chappelle, uh, people like that. I think I, I will not be surprised if they start releasing big time specials on movie theaters again, you know, in movie theaters. Yeah, especially if you could figure out a way to make them all different like that, like Sam's. Sam's yeah. is very unique. Yeah, it's very unique and very unique to him. And yeah, then it was cool because they did a, a Q&A with, um, you know, Sam and then the director, uh, the producer, who's Jim Hickox, who... 
used to be a Denver cat and moved to LA to produce uh, movies. And then they had the editor on it as well. And yeah, they were just talking about it, taking questions. You know, they said that they had so much footage shot that originally they were sort of thinking about doing it as like a multi episode series. The first cut they said was about three and a half hours long, uh, which I think would be really interesting. Like I would love to see the director's cut of that. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, if you count it, like Sam only does like three jokes in there. Most of it's Sam like the real three Sam. jokes, so that's the best part about it. I mean, he put all. It's like him ripping. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he got the big ones in there, but it was it was literally like three jokes. Yeah, which is awesome. I'm all for it, man. Uh, I I thought it was great and super genuine. So anyone, if you've made it to this part of the podcast and you like awesome comedy and unique comedy specials, go check out Sam Talent's special. It's called "Waiting for Death to Claim Us." Right. You nailed it. Yep. Yeah. Well, the, the special, the, 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 the Q&A was, was hosted by David Borey and Nathan Lund. And uh, uh, Borey came out and was like, welcome to Running the Light, the movie. Uh, That's funny. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool, man. Well, you, well you let's try to. Wheat plugs. You got any plugs uh, for the rest of this episode? I, I think I think the only other plug is we already did it. Go to, go to Dry Dock. There's. Tickets are dropping soon. Uh, I'm going to be on a couple shows coming up. I think I got Finkel and Garf in a few weeks. Um, I know there's a couple other ones I'm forgetting. What, what about you? You got any good ones coming up? Um, Wednesday, I'm in Vail opening up for Zach Moss. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Zach Moss again. Yeah, that's great, man. That's yeah, an awesome show. There'll be lots of hair there. And then, I don't yeah, know, I got some you, other random You stuff. and Zach Moss, we've talked about this before, but you and Zach Moss definitely look like different evolutions of Pokemon. Yeah, we look very similar, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. He likes to say we look like brothers. I like to tell him that we look like father and son. A little bit. But... A little bit. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> being a little generous to yourself, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel know. like you, after a night of hard drinking, you guys could look like brothers. But like you, fresh-faced in the morning, I guess you could look like father and son. I mostly just do it to fuck with him. But... <laughs> of course. Yeah, it'll be a good show. We got I got some other stuff, but uh, 14ers gone this month, but coming back next month. Then we got Ryan Evans. So yeah, dude, that's if you're a great. regular to that show, come out. It's gonna be great. Ryan always kills. Always fun time. Hell yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Cool, and we'll probably be back to a normal one with the stupid sound effects and stuff. But I don't know, maybe not. This was uh, this almost felt like you know pre-pandemic, man. I mean, or during the pandemic, I guess. You know, that's yeah, full pandy, full fist, full fist pandy. That's the name of this episode. We did it. We did it. It's a callback, technically. So, you know, we did it. Yeah, we rounded it out. Cool. All right, man. Talk to you later. Later.